Slightly Above Average Gamers, Way Above Average Podcast. Welcome to the Slightly Above Average Gaming Podcast with your hosts, J007TV and Sub1KD. Alright, alright, alright. Welcome. Welcome to the new year. I am Sub1KD. With me, as always, J007TV. Together we are the Slightly Above Average Gaming Podcast. Broadcasting for you today, January 2nd. First, uh, first recording of the new year. We uh, got through the holidays, got through the new year. Nobody, uh, everybody's still alive. Nobody rested. So uh, positives all around. Uh, got some time in the war zone. Uh, both of us got some time, uh, kind of in gaming in general. But uh, before I dive into that, uh, Jay, how was your? How are your holidays? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. You know, I always take off um, the last two weeks of the year. And, uh, so my, I guess my last day to work was December 15th, but I still take like phone calls and answer emails and stuff. And I was trying to close out my year, which I was able to do. Um, so it was nice, you know, at least the last week having known that I hit my year end forecast, um, you know, for, for my work. So that was mm-hmm. great. And then time with the family was good. Um, you know, smoked a, uh, prime rib for new year's Eve. Stuff like that. Facebook. How about you, man? You know, it was good. It was good. We had um, had the family over for Christmas. Um, went to go see my parents the day after. So kind of nice to to not jam everything into one day, which we've done in the past, which just makes for a long day and kind of cranky kids. Um, and then New Year's, you know, at New Year's we actually went out first time. You know, we don't, I don't like to go out. I got dogs. I've got stuff around the farm that. Uh, especially with fireworks, the way that they are, they don't really react well to it. So I like to be around, um, and just kind of keep an eye on things. But, um, but this year we went out, we got passes to the local amusement park. Um, they had a new year's Eve party and holy crap, that place is expensive. $70 (laughs) to get in 25 minutes of rides. And that's about it. So I was like, yeah, I'm glad we didn't pay for this. Um, (laughs) won't be going back on my dime. But uh, but it was nice to get out. It was nice to do uh, do a little jaunt with some family and friends, and uh, and just generally uh, enjoy the new year. Got got in. Um, didn't spend uh, too much New Year's time on the uh, on the old game, but uh, but got some good family time in. Yeah, I you know I hung out with my wife. Typically, what we had done in the past is, is we would get because we we've never really been one for going out on New Year's Eve. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like that holiday is kind of overrated truthfully and um, expensive yeah and expensive and you know once you start having kids that changes everything anyway because nobody wants to watch your kid on on new year's eve that's a family member yep. and, and if you pay somebody it's gonna cost you a damn fortune but um we used to get takeout um you know and just watch some movies and stuff like that um and then you know i'd usually hop on the game you know eight thirty, nine o'clock and play you know, into the morning or whatever. And this year we, I, like I said, I smoked that prime rib came out fantastic. And then, uh, we watched the James Bond movie, the wife and I did. And, um, yeah, then I hopped on and played some nice. games, man. Great. Yeah. We didn't, uh, I, I didn't get on at all in the years. You know, we got, I was hoping to be home by about eight, eight thirty. We got home at eleven fifteen, And so the kids were, were half wired and half asleep. That's like a really bad combination if you've got kids. So, um, so that was a challenge. Got everybody down. I was just like, I'm done. I'm gonna lie here and uh, and and scroll YouTube until uh, until the ball drops. 
Yep. But uh, but yeah, no, it was a good uh, overall good holiday season. Good start to the new year, unless you were playing Warzone, in which case it was uh, by all accounts kind of a rough start. Um, so we'll see. Uh, we can dive into that a little bit later. But um, but as we're starting the new year, I wanted to kind of do a little retrospect. You know, it's been uh, it's been twelve months since um, uh, twelve months since Warzone. Oh, what was the holiday event? It wasn't Krampus. Krampus was two years ago. I'm trying to think. Did they even really do one for Almas? Did they do one? I don't know if they did. I know they did a shipment one because it was probably the best part of the best time for shipment was the holiday shipment last year, which was sure lots of lights and it was colorful and it was fun. Um, I don't remember if they did one for Warzone. If they did, someone I mean, I will have to remind remember us. remember all of them. Um, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. everybody remembers Krampus. Uh, <laughs> you know, and then this one yeah. was cool. Like, the stuff they had going on over in multiplayer was pretty sweet, too. Like, I loved yep. Hangover, how they redid High Rise. Like, I actually like that one better than the actual map. Like, better than the regular where it's you know daytime and, and and all that stuff like it mm-hmm. I I liked I liked it a lot better. I yeah you know the shipment one was underwhelming. There were no Christmas lights. It was just snowy. I think yeah. that was a an L. Um, but yeah, let me think. So a year ago we were playing Warzone Two. Uh, we were still in the shiny new phase, and. You know, there there were, I want to say there were like three different phases of Warzone 2, uh, you know, of the last year. Because you started out, you know, it was, Warzone was very slow, you know, was was more of the slow tactical style. This was pre-season three, so loadouts were still, you know, not, you know, communal loadouts, right? Um, you had the uh, backpack drop instead of loot uh, the loot vomit that we that we went to um movements were still very slow um everything everything was a huge negative on your um uh on your uh on your ads and you know run speed and all of that so it was a different game a year ago in a lot of ways um what 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 are some what are some things that you think a year ago the game was doing better than now? Honestly, and I know it's not a popular opinion. Um, first and foremost, I'm going to say the backpacks. I still don't like the way the looting is right now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, with things falling on top of each other, I don't like that. I I liked the backpacks because it was a it was organized, but also too. You only one person can get in a backpack at the at, at the same time, so you didn't have the loot goblins that you know you get a, two kills and you're out of plates and they're sprinting through all your shit, you know, yep. uh, just being able to pick it all up. So I liked that. The other thing that I liked, another unpopular opinion, is the fact that um, the gulag was two v two. It was interesting. It was fun. Um, I liked it because at the bare minimum, I would walk out of there with at least one kill. Um, you know, so that was, uh, that was pretty awesome. And then, you know, the ground loot early on, you could compete with that. Like, yes, 
it, it was the ground loot was very very good, and that was before they introduced the loadouts. And I think you could buy a weapon for like five thousand each at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know and that was still five grand. I was perfectly fine with that. You know, with the yeah. way that was, and then they started kind of gradually creeping the loadouts in and and the perks and everything, and then that's when, to me, that's when it hit that like, just not good, time. Yeah, I think season three is when they when they, if we all remember season three, Warzone was saved, right? Before that, I agree. The loot, uh, the backpacks were were superior um, in a lot of ways. I wish they would have improved the backpack situation. Something along the lines of like, if you run over the backpack, right? Ammo, money, all of that would just auto collect instead of having to individually loot each each square. Um, I think that would have been a good improvement. Uh, they could have also done like a like an ex- a visually expanding loot pile where everything's in one pile and it pulls up a menu when you go to loot it, but you can, you can walk by it and you can see what's in it immediately. Right? So, you know, when you walk by a dead body, Oh, that backpack is empty or that pile is empty. Yeah. Or, Oh, that one has a redeploy flare. I should go and hit that. I think something along those lines would have solved the dual edged problem of the loot goblins on your squad and the, um, the 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 loot vomit piles that just are completely inaccessible sometimes, especially if, for example, you down someone and then you push it and you kill his buddy, and now you've got two fully loaded players dumping all their crap on top of each other. You've got you want to pick up an airstrike or a, or a redeploy pack, and all of a sudden you're getting um, you know you're getting the starter pistol off the ground. Or something stupid like that, and now you've got to spend ten minutes trying to get your crap back. Yeah, that Biggest still fault. happens to me in this Absolutely. game. Like, it still happens. It happened in to this me game. yesterday. Yeah. So, so the the other thing too. Think about this. Think about this. So UAVs were not unlimited at that point either when it first started yep. out. So that changed the way the game flowed and played as well. Once they started yep. rolling with the unlimited UAVs, that's when things kind of changed. Yeah, so I mean, I think I and the two v two gulag. I mean, I've I've been, I, I've died on this hill many times, and I will continue to fall on the sword of that was the best the gulag has ever been. Yep. Um, outside of maybe the original showers, I think the original showers was a perfect gulag. I was so dog um, shit in that. Oh my god! But it was it was a perfect gulag. There was cover. There was a there was outplay. There were spots, but every spot could be flanked. Like there was no magic position and uh the footsteps actually worked at that time well enough um so i I think the best the gulag has ever been is the original gulag but then uh the 2v2 gulag was probably definitely the most fun and certainly one of the most you know one of the more balanced gulags because you know you could play it so many different ways you could team up i mean i never tried to team up with the jailer I would try and talk the guys into teaming up in the jailer and then shoot them. And that worked out well enough. <laughs> yep. But, um, but it was a, uh, I mean, I, I wish they had done more things. So, you know, I think, I think there was a lot of positivity, a lot of positive things when Warzone two launched, there was a lot of problems with it. Um, specifically the whole movement was terrible. 
and the RPK meta for like 118 days or whatever it was, something like that, that was absurd. And I think it limited the ability to navigate around Almazra, which was not a map conductive to navigating around it. A lot of open spaces, a lot of dead spots. And while I will give credit to the flat open areas tended to have a lot of hills and or rocks that you could use as cover momentarily. Something Caldera lacked extreme, to the extreme. Uh, it wasn't enough, and usually good players could pick you off. Um, so I think, I think the movement was a big L when it came out. Um, and I definitely didn't like the... Um, I didn't, I don't know what I'm trying to put the, I didn't like the way the guns functioned, I guess the random recoil and, and early on, it was an interesting, it was a neat idea, but if you remember the recoil patterns, you couldn't actually track the pattern. You couldn't learn the pattern because it was not only random every time, sorry. Um, not only was it random every time. But it was also, um, uh, it would change directions, if you remember that. So back in the day, uh, you know, Warzone 1, the recoil pattern, every time you shot the gun, it followed the same pattern. Uh, in Warzone 2, when you would shoot, it would, it would deviate a little bit. But most recoil patterns will dogleg left or right, right? They have a tendency to, to drift left or right. So sometimes, you know, the best ones will go, you know, at a diagonal. A lot of them will go straight up for a bit, and then they will turn left or right. Yep. Um, in Warzone 2, especially at release, the early guns, um, that left or right was random. So sometimes it would turn, it would consistently turn left, for example, and then one recoil pattern, it would turn right. So that kind of makes me think, and I know we're going to kind of cover this a little bit later, but that had to have made it hell for mouse and key players, you know, in Warzone 2 also, right? I I would imagine so. I can't imagine. I mean, you know, Obviously, they complain about one thing that's the main thing, but like right. there are issues that those guys do have. Like I, I, I get that, and we'll mm -hmm. get into that a little bit later. Yeah, but it's just you said that, and that just kind of piqued my. Um, and that was my it was a problem curiosity, if you will. But it was definitely a problem for both mouse and key and controller players because it, you know if you're if you're anticipating a leftward dog, you know, dog leg on it and it goes right, it's going to pull you off target. Like aim assist or not, you're, you're not hitting those shots once it pulls the wrong direction. Cause yeah. you're, the gun is just pulling away from, you know, the way you're trying to control it. So, um, and then the visual noise of that game, the amount of smoke and muzzle flash and obstruction, which is it still was terrible. It's still kind of an issue, but the amount of things floating in the air and the way smoke would fill a room from your gunfight, I mean, it was a little rough. So I think those were some of the biggest problems with Warzone. You know, a year ago, those were some of the biggest problems we were facing with Warzone. I will say a year ago in December, I'll tell you this, though, cheap makers were not functioning. They were still turned off. They didn't turn off until January. 
Yeah, I mean, we didn't really deal with a lot of cheaters early on. Um, mm-hmm. It was it was later, and I don't know, maybe they were just like, people don't like this game, so the player count's not going to end up being as high, so why waste our time with the cheats? I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah. I don't care. Fuck those guys anyway. Um, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. But, but no, and, you know, and just the transition, though, from where it started being good then it started getting a little bit rough for, I feel like, about two and a half seasons. And I feel like it started getting really, it, like, it started improving and being better around season three and a half or three reloaded and four. And then from then on, and which is coincidentally or about the time we started our podcast yep. in July, if you remember correctly. I do. You know, so it was a lot of fun actually being able to cover, like, those positive changes that they brought, you know, like the vests, like I love mm-hmm. the idea of those vests. Like they're awesome. Vests are a great change. Um, you know, and then let's not forget, you know, bird's eye, which I still don't know what counters that. Um, if anything does, if there isn't one, that's kind of bullshit, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't know what counters that. Do you? Well, it used to be cold blooded. I believe countered bird's eye. Um, but currently nothing counters it. So, well, the same thing with tracker too. Did you know that? Yeah. I use tracker. Yeah. Nothing counters it. I know. know, So, but you know what though? The tracker thing is maybe in resurgence, that might be an issue. I don't really see it as often in the big map, but what I do see in the big map that, and I, like you said on the gulag, on the hill you'll die on, I will die on the same hill here when I say high alert does not belong in BR. It just doesn't. In fact, I don't even like it in the game, period. Um, and I know that might be unpopular because, you know, some people like it, but there, it just doesn't belong in the game. Like, if, if I'm focusing on somebody and ADSing, I shouldn't get some psychic ability to tell me that somebody's looking at me from 50 meters back behind me that I would never know was there. Like that's, that's dumb as hell. You know, I'll never forget. I told you that one time I made a play to get myself in a position to where I could ear hole a squad that was shooting down on my squad. I make the play. I get up there and then magically because he's got high alert he turns, they pop smoke, and they kill me. I was so pissed off because that went from going from what would have been a really awesome play to just getting clapped to some cheese. Well, you know, cold-blooded does counter high alert, right? Yeah, cold-blooded does, but then you have to give up other perks that are useful, like resupply. You hmm. know what I mean? Yep, I do. And, so. you know, especially in Almazra, resupply was crucial because... You needed smokes to get across that open area, bro. Yeah. Yeah, that was true. You know, that was kind of the that was that was the thing. Yeah, and you needed uh, drill charges to clear out campers and get them to move. Yeah. So, yeah, resupply was 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 key or, you know, I mean, for me I always stacked full of uh, armor plates and airstrikes if I can find yeah. them. You mentioned score streaks in your bag, and it just it made me think about this. And it, it happened again last night, and it seems to always freaking happen to me. It And we've mentioned this before, but it never fails. I get knocked, and immediately I got an airstrike on me. I knock someone else, and about 85% of the time, 
I have to wait 10 or 12 seconds to get my airstrike off. Like, mm-hmm. because the airspace is crowded. What do you think about if they were to make it to where it's not crowded unless it's someone from your own squad, right? So, like, if someone from your own squad is putting a streak out or has one out, then you can't just go boom, boom, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe like a little bit of a delay. But it's pretty mm-hmm. stupid to say the airspace is crowded because there's a team 500 meters away in a separate fight. You know what I mean? Throwing like using strike. a streak, and then I yeah. can't use a streak. So I agree, um, but I know that there should be a delay, especially in a certain area, because, and I'll tell you this, my squad was always part of the problem with this. Back in the rebirth days, the early rebirth days, there was no delay, right? You could throw streaks if you wanted. And once they introduced the, um, uh, what's that called? The fire sale. They introduced the fire sale to, uh, to rebirth Island. Uh, usually what third circle, something like that. We would hang out at either, um, chemical or chemical engineering or, um, bio. And there was always a buy station there. And that thing would hit, and we would just dump every penny we had into every streak we could get our hands on, and we would chuck them at the entire map. There were games where we put 20 streaks down at the same time. It didn't stop. So that furthers my theory that (laughs) that Resurgence, a.k.a. Rebirth, has ruined a few things in BR for us because not only the streaks, but then you look at the sniping too. If you look at it, they didn't, and I know you started late, they didn't touch the sniping in Warzone 1 Caldera Mm -hmm. until people stopped playing the big map and started playing Rebirth and started crying about it. And using the car. Getting one tapped from 300 meters away. I don't think it was the 300 meters away. I think the problem is they were getting one-tapped in Rebirth by the Car 98 in, in the middle of an SMG fight. I think that was the bigger problem, is they had to deal with that gun. And then Caldera had the had the the inverse problem where there you just couldn't move. Like, you couldn't traverse a third of the map at all without dying to a sniper. So I think Rebirth... I think Rebirth finally pushed it over the edge because the Car 98 was out of control. Oh, the Swiss um, K31, too. Okay. I, I consider the two interchangeable. Yeah, personally. yeah. But yeah, it was it was both of those guns. And, and, yeah. and you're right. And then the, uh, you know, the, the other snipers, you know, just ruined Caldera, which didn't seem to matter because no guns had recoil in that game anyways. So, it you know, you just couldn't move across the map at all. Um, so I think at the end of the day, you know, the, the rebirth, I think, I think that resurgence should be its own mode, more akin to a multiplayer mode than a war zone mode. Personally shouldn't affect the other. Yeah. They should be completely different modes. Um, but you know, they have to deal with the fact that they've created now two different audiences, two different crowds, two different groups of people that want to always, you know, um, play one versus the other. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I think, I think you're right. We were talking about earlier about season 
right about season three, right? Like I know a lot of streamers got cooked. A lot of uh, news groups got cooked because they promised that season three was going to change everything and that Warzone was back. And then it really wasn't back. It didn't do a whole lot um, in terms of some of the stuff that they indicated, um, like slide canceling, returning and movement being way better. And it was like slightly better. Uh, but, you know, season four and on, I think Warzone 2, they did, they sped things up, they improved it, but then they stopped. And um, and I know I'd predicted that they were going to roll it forward um, into the next, into the next, you know, until the next game came out. And they ended up just stopping improvements at all for the last season and a half. Um, and, uh, and then... Uh, Abstentially to make the Modern Warfare 3 jump, like a bigger jump between games is my ex is my guess as to why they just stopped improving things. But I don't know. I feel like the last three to four months, maybe five months of Warzone 2 was kind of the worst Warzone's ever been because everything was partly fixed. It was yeah. mobile enough that you couldn't like that you could outplay somebody if you were good enough and you had the right builds but it was also not mobile enough that you could do anything that you could play really much different than you did at the beginning so you had to play positions you had to you know if you played aggressive you had to you know you had to plan your aggression out almost ahead of time because you know if you jumped if you if you fell any distance if you took damage like everything just slowed you down and you became you know get, you just got cooked so i don't know i think they kind of ended almazra at a bad point in a bad state i know ranked probably saved it and kept people playing but you know resurgence felt terrible uh vondel which was fun um didn't feel great because you know, of all the, you know, it was really Vondel is a movement based map and there wasn't any movement to speak of and mantling sucked and all of that was slow. So I think it was kind of a weird spot to me at the end of Warzone two. And then, um, and then Warzone three came about. So you mentioned something about, um, about the ranked and, I think that came in season four, ranked Warzone did, and you know, in mm -hmm. my opinion, I feel like that single-handedly saved saved what was Warzone two, um, you know, from a complete implosion because it kind of brought a lot of the sweats back, um, you know, and and ranked was really good for probably two seasons, two you know the la like two seasons, and then. About the last three-fourths of the last season, people were just kind of over it after playing the beta and, you know, for Modern Warfare 3 and wanting to play that and get into the new, uh, you know, the new map that everybody knew was coming. But I think that I think that the rank, like I said, saved Warzone 2, um, in, my, in my opinion. I know it made it, for me, a hell of a lot more fun because it gave people something to actually play for, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and a sense of accomplishment. You know, I played ranked every single season. In fact, uh, right before war this Warzone map dropped, I went back and ran. Um, I needed like 19 SR, and I went back and ran a match with uh, Lipe and D Parks, and we ended up getting a dub, and I got 155 and got back into Diamond. 
I just, I, yeah. you know, that was a big deal to me. I wanted to do it um, on my own without the uh, original team I was running it with. So, um, you know, we did it. And, you know, I, I, I really am looking forward to the ranked play on this map. I want to see how it's going to play, especially with the one-shot snipers. But um, as far as the we'll previous war zone, in it. what's that? We'll see if those stay in it. I think the they should. Snipers. Yeah, I think they we'll should. See. I mean, it might suck for the higher tier lobbies because all those guys are good with with those guns, right? Like, especially yeah. the keyboard and mouse players, they're going to fucking eat when it comes to that. You know, people like Huskers and Breadman and and stuff like that. Those dudes are going to eat when it, when it comes to sniping in Warzone and ranked Warzone. Um, you know, for the next map, but. You know, overall, like, I, you know, I feel like there were a lot of ups and downs over the year without Mazra. I hate that the map got a bad, such a bad rap because of m things that didn't even have necessarily to do with the map, like mechanics and stuff like that. Like, mm -hmm. I would love to play out Mazra with the mechanics that we have now. Yeah, um, I think that would be fun. I think it would play better. I don't think the map was bad. I don't think the map was really received poorly. I think most people liked it, except for the ones that just hated everything about Warzone 2 and now Warzone 3, and pretty much they just want to hate on everything, and yet they pretty still much, log yeah. probably 40 hours a week on it. Um, So I think, I don't think the map got a lot of hate, and I think it played well for what it was. Like, for how it was designed, I mean, if anything, it got, it, it struggled late, because the movement changes went against how the map was, was thought out. Right. Sure. So yeah, I think it, I think it played well. Um, but you know, we got, uh, we got into, uh, what October, right? Yeah. We got into late October, uh, October. When did it come out? Right. The, the beta was, Beginning? it came out in mid October, mid October for modern warfare three, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. And then, the game launched, I think, on the 10th of November. Yes. And then Warzone and, uh, dropped the 6th of December, so less than a month correct. after the game dropped. So, um, I now, I stopped playing after um, after the game launched. I went full, full bore on multiplayer to get everything ranked up and kind of get ready for the game. I... Um, so ground that out, and then the new game dropped, and I had, uh, or Warzone dropped, and we were into the new era, the new new era of Warzone, uh, Warzone 3, I guess we're referring it to now, the, the Modern Warfare 3 era of Warzone. Um, and every, I feel like everything changed, but some things didn't, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, that, I mean, that, that does make sense. Um, I wish that there was more weapons, I guess. Um, you know, because it rolled out with what five or six ARs, six. um, you know, then you had the battle rifle class, which I think had like five guns there. Um, you know, and it's almost like for each particular gun, kind of like the tack family of weapons, mm -hmm. like there was just, you know, there was, there was a counterpart in all the other categories. I, I yeah. feel like the SMG section of Modern Warfare 3 is pretty weak. Like, I would like to see... First of all, I don't understand how on earth you can ever have a Modern Warfare game or even Cold War, like a Black Ops game, without having a viable MP5. Like, that's 
That's probably yeah. been the most popular SMG overall from the time COD got into like modern type guns. Yeah, um, the SMGs are the weakest. They're they're bad. Um, you know, everybody's using the Swarm right now, which is great inside. You know, close range is pretty good. Um, yeah. But the smart players are running the fire shotgun. So when you actually try to use the Swarm to its best of, to the best of its ability, you get cooked anyways. Um, and so it's kind of like, I don't know, SMGs are in a weird spot. They're all weak. They all have bad time to kills in my opinion. Um, and I just don't, I'm not loving them. Um, I switched to the swarm off the Bass B recently. Um, I mean, God, battle rifles and LMGs have been the best in the game overall. So the BASB yeah, I is, I, I still think that's a really good weapon. Um, even though they did nerf it, uh, I haven't been mm-hmm. running it in Warzone, but I still think that gun is viable. I've, I've gotten killed with it several times over the last few days. Oh, it's very viable. Um, the recoil is weird, and I don't know. I don't know. I think when they rolled over the current week's challenges, I think it rolled over some changes to either how weapon attachments work. Yeah. Or there was already, you know, they, somebody quietly adjusted the uh, recoil pattern because it went from in my opinion, a very reasonable recoil to all of a sudden pulling very hard horizontally, which, um, I mean, honestly, it's caught me a lot, cost me quite a bit. Um, and so I've been frustrated with that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think the weapons are as enjoyable to use. Um, the, the, the lack of visual noise is good. The visual recoil is better. The, um, what do you call it? the the smoke effects right the um the random recoil directional changes that we used to have uh all of that's better so they're much more they're much easier to use they're just they don't hit very hard you have to go way out of your way to find a gun that kills in a reasonable time there is no viable ar unless you're going to run the sva 545 in single fire mode which kind of defeats the point of it being an ar in the first place um, you know, beyond that, the only ones that were any good were the burst guns for a minute. And then it's battle rifles and LMGs and, you know, the one sniper, everything else well, is like, it's not worth running. Well, actually, I mean, if you think about it, the Holger 20, the Holger five, five, six was pretty solid early on. I mean, to the point where they G eight it, um, in the CDL, um, you know, they, they G eight it and they're not running it, but I'll say this. I've been running a lot of multiplayer. Um, mm-hmm. I usually run at least a couple hours every day. I, I like multiplayer still. I prefer BR, but I still like to run multiplayer. And, dude, I mean, I'm still getting kills with the MCW. Like, that's yeah. – I'm still frying with that thing. And I, but don't forget. Don't forget there's a difference between Warzone and multiplayer. The, gun, the guns are completely different between the two modes. The damage profiles are different. The um, – the time to kills are different because the health is lower. So you can't look at a gun in multiplayer and then and then refer to it in Warzone because it's the same. Because even the damage, like the damage areas are different. Yeah, no, I'm I'm I mean I'm aware of that. But my point is is that the MCW is still good in the multiplayer side of things. The mm-hmm. SVA is good over there too. Yeah. And you know. I've gotten a lot of kills with the MCW actually in Warzone. 
Jigs to the point where Jigsy's like, I don't know how you're doing that. You know, if you, if you look at like my combat record, it's I've got more kills with that than any other gun. However, um, you know, and I we'll get into the metas here in just a few minutes. There is one I definitely want to chat about, but um, as far as like just the Modern Warfare three side of things, like just the multiplayer. Um, one of the things I'm really glad that they brought in was that assassin's vest where I can now, if you run the assassin vest and you run the ghost camo TV thing, um, mm -hmm. you get cold blooded too. So that's right. awesome. Rather than before having to give up, um, like your lethals. And actually, I think you gave up your lethals and your tacticals, um, you know, to be able to run ghost and cold blooded at the same time. Now yeah. it's just basically you run that vest and that, and that same perk you get the effects of cold-blooded, and the only thing you give up is your field upgrade, which I whatever. How often do you use that? Yeah, I'm not, it's not like I'm using my <laughs> field upgrade a lot because that's always been, when it comes to multiplayer, what I've always run is basically I ran Ghost, Cold-Blooded, and Ninja, those three things yep. all the time because I don't like showing up on a UAV, and I don't like, you know, I don't like somebody throwing a score streak up and it killing me 16 times. So one thing that I'll do um, every now and again, I'll decide to be ex extra toxic. I will run the, um, and I'll go for knife kills. Uh, here's a change that they've made that I actually support. Um, the riot shields on the back are now a huge detriment to you as a player. Because it slows you down. It's like you're carrying it forward now, like the speed. And then um, what they've done is they added... Um, so that they, they, so you can't run the right shield, but you run the knife and a pistol, um, and the engineering vest, so you can have two smokes, and then you run the smoke bomb, like the smoke drone. So you can just black out an entire section of a map. That's crazy. <laughs> that is fucking crazy, dude. And Leave it to you to figure some shit out like that. Bro. And then if you have tracker, you can find their little footsteps. Oh my god, that's fucking so cheesy, dude! I'm glad they did some shit with the shields because they're fucking—they're—they're they're ridiculous. I mean, I feel yeah. like at the very least they should have been destructible. Like if I, you know, like let me have like an FMJ class, so that way if some asshole pulls a shield out, I can just use my FMJ, and if I put enough rounds through it, then it should be destructible. But the one thing that's really pissed me off is. How fast someone can go from a shield here, you know, out in front, to throwing it on their back, grabbing a knife, and throwing it faster than I can grab a Simtex and throw it. So well, while I'm in that animation, the, they're yeah. able to do that that fast. That's ridiculous. Yeah. No, I think I think shields are way... Shields are a problem, in my opinion. I don't like them. Um, I think that they don't have a place in Warzone in particular, and they're limited. They should be limited in multiplayer um they should be destructible i mean honestly a, a, a shield should be like a field it should be like um maybe a field upgrade a field upgrade where you automatically don't get a secondary yeah yeah i think that would be a better balance for it so you you know you can still run a riot shield on a knife or riot shield on something else but um but it runs out and you can't always have it yeah i think that would be the better the better option. I ran into a whole team uh, two days ago 
um, over there just outside, of, I think old, it was either Low Town or Old Town. I think it was like Old Town, just across the river from Old Town. A whole mm-hmm. fucking team full of uh, riot shielders. They were wearing Skeletor and riot shields. And I, <laughs> I'm just like, you son of a bitch. And I tried to run from them, and I did. I made it a long way away, but I ran into them again in a l- little while later, and they killed me, um, unfortunately. <laughs> but, yeah, it was – I was. their moms are hoes, to be yeah. honest. So, Have you seen Rolo on Twitter? Um, he's I've been, been doing seeing tweets. Explain to me this dude. <laughs> he's, he's, he's just trolling, and he's having a good time at it. And uh, some of it, you know, so some people troll and they just, you know, it's like, I'm, you know, like the old troll was Riot Shield and Cali Sticks and you were just like absurd because yeah. it, it was, it was undefeatable. Rolo has been running um, flamethrower under barrels and then getting together groups of uh, players up to, I think I've seen up to 16 players playing as a group and doing things like hiding in rooms, right? So they like the my favorite was four of them were hiding in a bathroom or, or in a room and they threw a uh, somebody threw a decoy grenade down and this uh, guy who happened to be streaming runs in there and is like all right I got one in here I'm gonna go finish him off and he turn and he walks in there and all of a sudden there's four guys with flamethrowers just cooking him like uh, <laughs> like Jesus. a stuck pig he's like don't go in there. I thought those would be a bigger problem than they are. I haven't ran into one yet They're on not. Warzone. I have in multiplayer. Um, you know, big deal. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but I thought they would end up being a problem in Warzone. No. It's only I mean, that's the thing, right? Like their their use case is very limited. There's no ammo to pick up on the ground for them, so when they're out, they're out. Um and uh and for your weapon, it's it's a bit of a detriment to your weapon too. So it's not like it's not like you're going to be able to to create a meta build and the range of it is pretty limited. So for the most part, if you're running that most people will probably kill you before you get the kill with it. Right. Yeah. I hear so. you. So, you know, that kind of, I think is a perfect time for a good segue. We've covered modern warfare three. Um, I like, you know, again, I still like modern warfare three. I like the multiplayer. I play it every day. Um, mm-hmm. it's fun. Um, the new map was pretty dope. Actually, both of the two new maps, Greece and Meat, were good. I'm um, looking forward to seeing what they have in the next season. Um, mm-hmm. Aren't we about to get season one reloaded in a few days? Should be like, the 17th. Yeah, so like a few, a couple weeks. So like two weeks. Because I think there's like 40 days left on the full season, which, right. again, this applies to Warzone and multiplayer. For the love of God, I wish they'd stop capping me. Um, I, I was already at 250. My battle pass is closed. I don't really have any ranked uh, or any weapons that I want to rank that much left. I really have no incentive to play the game other than I just kind of like the game. Um, yeah. well, you know, they've got to stop disincentivizing people. In my, I mean, opinion. you should enjoy. You should play the game because you enjoy playing it, right? Like, you know, they don't they don't cap the number of wins you can have in a week. But I do think that they that. I agree with you that the limiting to 250 is kind of a dumb move. Um, before, so I don't know. Everybody says, "Oh, we want the old prestige system where you, where you reset, where you have to reset after uh, after you hit level 55, and then you start over, 
I don't see how that could possibly work in the game anymore. Um, because we have bundles, because we have people spending real money on on guns and, and loadouts, where if you punch the reset button, who cares? You'll still have all this stuff that you'd have access to. Yeah, and so Warzone not, especially would mess it up anyway. Yeah, so I don't think that makes sense anymore. Um, the Warzone 1 style of every level, the goal is to get to 250, um, and then you could keep going up to 1,000. I think that makes more sense. And um, I like that. But, but I'll say this, the the downside to it is there is no real way to show off the fact that you've been hitting level 250 before, you know, see every season. And so I I don't know, I'm stuck in this like I like that I can tell who plays the most by, you know, especially later in Warzone 2 where, you know, you get into season 4 and you get somebody who's like, you know, in the in the what was season four was in the three hundreds or something like that. I forget what the max was. Um, whatever that, you know, you get up there and it's like, okay, this is somebody who plays a lot. And then you get somebody who is like, you know, level 100 and you're like, okay, did you just buy the game or you suspect? Right. Yeah. Versus previous times you can't tell. Right. So it's kind of like, it's kind of nice because there's a tell if somebody's a new account, you can see them pretty clearly. And it, and it, and in some ways, it's a little easier to judge. Hey, if somebody's playing like a rock star um, on a level fifty-five account, might be worth paying attention to. Versus, you know, everybody's level fifty-five every every uh, every season, right? Well, remember the glitch too. Remember how everybody showed—I uh, forget what the number was—but like there was a glitch where in the kill cam, everybody showed as whatever. I think it was maybe fifty-five or. I think or... at one point it stopped running the one, the, like the yeah. triple digit, for yeah, a while. It was, it was some kind or of some kind like of glitch that. like that. But but yeah, so so yeah. I mean, again, I think Modern Warfare Three. I think it's a, a a really nice upgrade from where what we had prior to, just from a multiplayer standpoint. I'll be mm-hmm. anxious to see what you know the ranked multiplayer looks like. See how that plays because I'll probably dive. You know dip into that a little bit maybe um but you know so warzone the current iteration has been out since december 6th it's now january 2nd so it's been out for less than a month i want to talk about the metas and the loadouts but just before we do that what is what are your overall thoughts on just where the game is now what are your likes and dislikes about it um Overall, I think the game is in a good position. I think they have taken some steps to clear up a lot of the problems that Warzone 1 had towards the end. Um, Specifically with some of the movement spam, um, allowing consoles to go to 120 FOV has been a huge, huge game changer. I can't stress enough how much that changed the game for console players. Before, I mean, it was unbelievable how bad, like how unplayable the game felt, especially on like Fortune's Keep and some of these other, you know, some of the the tighter areas of Rebirth Island or, um, you know, on Caldera where you just can't physically see people. You know, there's the Caldera. Here's a perfect example on Caldera. You had the the hut gulag, right? So you you had a hut in the middle. And then there were three lanes. You could go through the middle of the hut, 
Um, you could go around either side of it. And I was spectating my buddy who was playing on console, so 80 FOV. And he was on one side of the hut, like, I'm, you know, looking through the window. And the other player jumps out the window on the other side of the hut. And he was not on the screen. Like, I could see it clear as day looking down from above, but he was not on the screen of my friend, right? Like, there, he had no way of knowing that somebody was right there. And it was, it was, and, but the other guy was on PC and he could see him clear as belt, clear as day all the way through. So there was no confusion, right? Um, and, and when I looked at the, you know, I, I screen capped it and he screen capped it. I looked at the, you know, when you look at the two side by side, like it's, it is beyond unfair, right? And so I think that changed the game for console players in a way. Like Rebirth Island at 120 FOV on, is going to feel to me, I think like a completely different game. Um, and so, and, and and I'll say one thing that I haven't seen a lot of Modern Warfare 3 that I expected to see. I haven't seen a lot of the stim sliding, sweaty ankle breaking, like toying with your food style gameplay. If you remember Rebirth Island, it was yeah. all about running circles around people, right? And it was always somebody on PC and you could tell that they were probably playing somebody on console. And that person could just never figure out where that other guy was. And that was like a huge source of TikTok clips. And I don't see those very often. Like you can break ankles still, but it's not like that. You just, you can't play with your food as much. And I think that's changed the way a lot of people experience the game for well, in, I, in a good way. I think that that FOV change, and that's something that, I, dude, I complained about from the time I started playing Warzone. I was pl like the first one on console. That was something I, you know, I was bitching about from day one. And did all the way up until the day I plugged my PC in and got 120 FOV. Like, I felt like if they weren't going to give the console players FOV, then they needed to be able to turn off cross-plat. Because it was yeah. inherently unfair. And with that being said, and now there is FOV for consoles, I think that that actually has contributing to shrinking that skill gap just a little bit. Because, like you just said... We're not seeing a lot of those clips. That doesn't mean they're not happening, but we're not seeing a lot of those. But you're not seeing people skating around kids and just shitting on them like that anymore. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I, I think I, that's. I posted a, huge a clip thing. last night. I posted a clip last night where I just, I, I stimmed and slid right past a, you know, a dude, broke his ankles and, you know, gunned him down um, with a beautiful throwing knife finish, I'll, I'll add. Um, and, uh, and that's. But it was like it was it was the one move, right? Like it was one move, get the kill, move on. And I think that's the kind of gameplay that really works well because you like everybody understands what's happening, and then the higher skill player is gonna is gonna win the fight. Um, versus, you know, and, and and I've been working on a video, but now without FOV, I, I just I'm not as interested in doing it anymore. But um, you know, just how, how the visibility pie, right, of FOV changes the way the gunfight works, right? Like, if you can keep somebody on your screen, you can move very, you have a lot of leeway in how you can move and still understand what the enemy is doing versus without, you know, with, uh, with a, a narrower FOV, if somebody's off your screen, you don't know which direction they're moving. You don't know how fast you have to rotate or how far you have to rotate. And I think that's the big source of a lot of the ones where it's like, 
a player will run past someone and then run back the other direction, um, you know, back and forth, back and forth. And especially out in the open, I think the biggest problem has always been, um, you know, the inability to track players uh, that way. So, I, I mean, I liken it to, like, take a playing card, right? Like, uh, Ace of Spades or whatever, you know? And it's like just that, and then it's tunnel vision with just that. But then you mm-hmm. take a big cardboard box, and it's tunnel vision with that. Like, there's a vast difference, and that's what I likened the PC as having the bigger box, and then the console having, like, just this little tiny box. So it contributed yeah. to everything that you said, literally everything you said. And so I'm so happy for console players that they did that and that, um, you know, you guys do have FOV because, like I said, it was just inherently unfair. If you're not going to let them turn off cross-plat, you got to at least even up the playing field some, right? Yep. And I- I'm, I'm, glad they, I'm glad they did that. Um, as far as like just where Warzone is right now, um, one of the things I think that's a constant and has been a constant from Modern War from Warzone with Modern Warfare 2019 all the way now is the freaking audio is still ass cheeks. It's um, not great, and they've made some improvements already, and they're they're still looking into it, but like. I was watching Jigsy the other day, like I was spectating because I got clapped. He had a whole team of four run up on him. He never hurt him. Yep. Like, how? Well, I mean, you know, as I said, when the game launched, I don't think they included footsteps dot, you know, MP3 in the, in the files. I think they forgot <laughs> yeah. that. So I think that's, I, I don't under, like, I understand the problems that they've got with audio with this game in particular compared to other games like Fortnite. Fortnite and Apex are both very simplistic at the end of the day. The graphics are shit. The um, the visual, you know, everything is just cartoony colors. And there's very little... There's very little texturing in, in, in ways that make a difference. In Call of Duty there are massive differences in texture. There are objects on the floor. Rooms are built out to be rooms, not just empty squares, right? They're not just empty cubic spaces for gunfights. You know, they're supposed to represent buildings and offices and homes and all the things that you would find, tables and chairs and silverware and, and refrigerators and office cubicles and whatever and the problem is everything every surface every floor type has a way it treats audio right so if you have a footstep sound on a on grass it sounds different than on wood then it sounds and it sounds different than on metal right and every one of those sound effects reacts with the environment differently right it makes no sense if you're behind a concrete wall to hear somebody walking around on carpet the same way that if you're on the other side of a cubicle to hear somebody walking around on a wood floor, right? Like those two sounds should sound differently, despite the fact that they are, you know, you might be the same distance away from, from the, from the event. So in being a realistic world, 
that they've created, they've created a problem. Everything, you know, sound has to behave somewhat realistically. The problem being that the way that sound interacts with the world around us is very complicated, right? Like, you know this because you have a small streaming space. You have some acoustic tiling behind you as a backdrop, you know, but, um, you know, we've talked about this and how, how it affects the way that your microphone picks up your voice and processes it. Um, you know, my space is, is more open, so it sounds differently, but we're not, if I'm on the couch, I get a different sound in there. There's not, you know, all of these things like to us as people, we understand how it sounds like how it should sound. And so when you want to translate that into the game, like we understand how it should sound in a room, right? Like a big empty hanger, we expect it to be echoey and loud versus like a carpeted, you know, bedroom. We expect it to be quieter and trying to balance it. So trying to recreate that in a game with a hundred players, all doing a hundred different things and everything making a sound, I think is, is in some ways more like the more they try to refine it, the harder it gets. And I, and, and I go all the way back to Warzone two when that launched and when, 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 when the beta came out and the sound was so good, so good. And everybody screamed and cried about it, that they, they, they did something at that moment they made a decision and they changed something and it's been bad ever since yeah i mean well the problem with the with the footsteps were they were just way too loud in the beta they i was one of those who felt like they were too loud um you know because you could literally hear me running in the hotel from one side of the hotel to the other like it, mm-hmm. it's just too much people and then you add that on top of an already campy game, it just makes for a, a, a bad recipe. Like it, yeah. it made for a bad experience. That's why people were complaining about it, you know? And so, I mean, I, I, I understood that, but you know, it's funny while you were talking about, you know, being able to duplicate and replicate sounds, I kind of was starting to think about, you know, like the star Wars behind the scenes footage, like uh-huh. that they show, like from when George Lucas was, you know, making the movies and, and just everything that went into it. And then like, you see some of the footage of where some of the sounds actually come from, you know, like Darth Vader's mask is partially like a rebreather from, you know, being underwater and, um, you know, Chewie's growl or howl is a mixture between a couple different types of animals and stuff like that. Like it, to me, if they can go through and have all that detail in the 70s when they're making that movie, you're telling me they can't figure out something to be able to replicate all the sounds you're talking about. Because I think you're right about going into like an open warehouse. It should sound like a fucking open warehouse. Like, yep. you know what I mean? It should sound different than if I go walk into a cottage over an old town. Like, it shouldn't yep. sound the same. Well, I mean, I the movie... I'll come back to the movie in a second, but I want to compare it to Fortnite because I was playing Fortnite a bit before, um, uh, before Warzone three drop, and the between the way that Fortnite does its sound is it's very like you you step on a certain ground and it creates a certain footstep at a certain volume, and then if there's a wall in there, it muffles it by a certain percentage. I, I can tell you right now that's pretty much how the sound works. So. 
you can hear people very clearly and you can and you can get a very good sense of what's going on based on where they walk because it's so simple but it also doesn't sound real it sounds fake and it sounds like it sounds like they're just inserting footstep mp3 files like and just hitting play 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 right and it's like it doesn't it doesn't sound good right but it's there and it and it and it and it does its job right and so i think it's kind of one of those things of like people don't people play warzone over fortnite because it's realistic it looks realistic it sounds realistic it feels more realistic um and and you can argue that it's not realism at all all you want but the reality is that's what makes cod cod if cod looked like fortnite nobody would want to play it they would be like this game sucks um and so i think that the sound has to be better in terms of like how it sounds how it reacts to the environment but it's not as simple as what they do you know the foley that goes into making a movie because when you make a movie you know exactly what the sound is going to be you can mix individual sounds for a specific thing and then you can adjust the levels later so like for example star wars for example the speeder bikes in return of the jedi the sound that they got from that was literally someone with a jackhammer down the street had a clogged air hose and that whine was the sound of the air hose right so they went down and recorded the air hose for like for like 10 minutes and then mixed that into the movie but they can sit there and they can pause the film and decide where to insert that and how to insert it's not they're not creating that sound as they film the movie that's all later right the problem with warzone is you have to create the sounds in the moment and you have to have them work and that's why all the physics comes in and all the sound um you know uh, the all the environmental effects on the sound come in and so you know you hear the phrase oculation come you know being thrown around when they talk about trying to fix this and trying to address this problem and and what they're really trying to do is they're trying to balance the way the environment affects the footstep sounds or the the zipline sound i mean i still don't think they have zipline.mp3 or parachute.mp3 installed yet um but it's a much deeper it's a much more fundamental problem they're trying to deal with right now than simply you know turn the volume up right and that's you know i don't know what the right solution you know we're on the same platform as modern warfare 2 was so i think you know the problem of whatever they did when they switch when they switch things up after the beta whatever they did we're still dealing with it it's true it's true so what uh, what do you think about the current metas right now? Uh, well, I don't love them. You know, I think the I think the it depends on your skill level, your input, and whether or not you're um, you're getting electronic assistance. In my opinion, on what you should be running, but um, you know the for long range, it's a sniper or, or an LMG. Um, there's a couple of options. The MTZ interceptor is still out there. The five, four, five is interesting. I'm going to play with that today. I think there's a way to make that viable. I'm not a hundred percent, but I've died to it a couple of times and I've looked at some builds and oh, um, it is. I've been running it. Yeah. So I think I'm that's not the same way that 
Not the same way that everybody else is running it, though. So they're running yeah. that 545 on a semi-auto because mm-hmm. you still kind of get a little bit of a burst. I leave it on full auto and just feather the trigger right. and get that brr, brr. Dude, I'm telling you, up cl- it will delete you. It just, I, I dropped yeah. 12 running that and the fucking Interceptor the other night. Like, yeah. it, it's it's very, very good. Um, well, I if like you want to feather it... If- even after they yeah, nerfed it. I know. It's still good. It's still viable. It should um, be. I wish more guns were viable. I wish more guns were viable, too. I, th- I wish ARs as a class were actually usable as ARs, not as burst rifles. I mean, if you look at it, the only ARs that have been reasonably usable um, have been now the 545, uh, generally on as a burst gun or on semi-burst. The FR556 almost was, it was kind of like a cheap alternative to that DG58 or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, which are both burst guns. And those are the only ones that anybody like, those are the only ARs that anybody should be putting in their loadouts. Everything else just, I mean, I know you've run the MCW and you've liked that, but statistically you're missing out on a lot of kills and you're probably dying toe to toe with other players because they're just running better guns it depends on the kind of fight but yeah yeah and um and then you know you look at the you have the the only sniper that you should be running is the cat amr which i don't love it it's slow it's clunky it doesn't feel good um i mean it hits shots and it's you know it's a one it's it will one shot without you know killing your bullet velocity so yay i'm glad that's back but you know, I, I, I don't know why they can't make the inter, the uh, interception. No, the intercept, not the interception. Ah, uh, stalker inter intervention. Oh yeah, I mean the, they made such a big deal about bringing this gun back, and it's just like it's not usable. Like I want to run that. That gun's fun. It, it's I'm still easy to waiting use. for them to make a couple more of the snipers relevant. Yeah. Like but, I mean, just in this battle on. pass, we have the stalker. Like. And that and gun trash. is fun as hell to use in multiplayer, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's a 50 totally cal fun. gun. I'm waiting for it to be relevant and viable. Yeah. In... Well, I want it one shot. Yeah. I Well, I don't I don't know. I mean, obviously, like you said, and, you know, I already knew this, but it's different damage profiles and TTK and everything else from multi to war zone, but yeah. it's fun to use. And it's a I great have sniper seen, rifle. I think, I enjoy Community it. or Warzone.gg put out a build with for the uh for the intervention or the FJX Imperium that it supposedly mm-hmm. is one shot. It's basically well, the old build from Warzone yeah, 2. The explosive ammo, but yeah. 460 bullet velocity, why? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> why? No, that's uh so. that's crazy, dude. But like I, I'm I'm really hoping what I want to see is I want to see more marksman rifles get viable. Mm-hmm. I want to see more battle rifles be viable, and I want to see more of the sniper rifles be viable without having to do, like you said, with the, you know, the the explosive rounds, and you're only getting four hundred yeah. whatever, um, you know, for bullet velocity. Yep, and, uh, and I've said it before. I I think having marks, you know, mo- mobility snipers only be able to one shot within about forty meters. I think would be great, forty fifty meters somewhere in there, and then. The longer range 
you know, sniper rifles, give them a ton of flinch, give them a big glint and let them, you know, let them reach out at range. I just, I wish the cat AMR felt better. Like I wish it just was a more fun gun to use. Um, and, and it's just not like it, you know, it works. I'll run it. Like if I, if I'm look at the circle and it's like a more open part of the map, I'm going to run my sniper, but I don't know. I'm not, I haven't loved the metas this, this year so far. So I hope we get some big shuffles coming up. Season one reloaded should bring some big changes. I might, we might see some tweaks this week. It'd be great. What I like is, is they did jump all over the, um, so it was the shotgun that everyone, the two, the, (sighs) yes, I know. (laughs) Listen, they needed to get onto that, dude. They, I know. And, and overall, though, I mean, the game still, it doesn't feel like there's any kind of, like, game-breaking meta. There's a meta, but not a game-breaking mm-hmm. one. Those are the metas that I have problems with, where you still can use three or four different weapon combinations and still be okay. It's not yeah. like that 100-something days where in Warzone 2, if you weren't running the RPK, you weren't competing. I mean, yes and no. I mean, I I have a great clip of me one v threeing for the win against uh, with the TAC fifty six against three uh, RPKs. Um, so that you know, so you could, but it was it yeah, it, it, was it didn't rare. make a ton of sense. It was rare. It didn't make a ton of sense not to run it. Um, what I do, I mean, the thing I don't love about the way the meta is shaping up is that there's there's kind of two levels of the meta. There's the there's the easy to use meta and then there's the high skill meta and the two aren't competitive with one another. So like in the past you would have metas where you would have like a higher skill gun. And I mean, it would, and, and it could edge out like a, a more easy to use meta, but it was kind of like, it kind of threw that first shot, you know, it was, it was higher risk, higher reward, right? So like the car 98 was a higher skill gun to use than say the, um, you know, than say the STB, right? Back in the day, like, you know, the STB could beam, right? And you could hit somebody, but it, you know, it, it was, it was harder. It, it took more skill to be able to, to one shot somebody with a car 98. Uh, and, and it was higher risk, right? You take a shot and now you're exposed. You're on, a, you, you have to rechamber. You don't get to to take a follow up shot immediately, and um, and somebody who is good could could outplay you and, and put you in a bad spot. So, I think right now, right, the easy to use metas are the Pulleyat seven six two LMG, the Bruin LMG, um, and maybe the Bass B. Although I think that's kind of the recoil's kind of thrown that out of the meta. I would say. You know, but I mean, those two guns, like you're going to find a predominant number of players running them. Um, and I don't like the pulley. I go back and forth. I, I kind of find them interchangeable. Um, the, I, the I just don't like faster. how it feels. It's slower. So it's a, in some ways, it's a bit higher skilled because you have to be on target more. Otherwise, you know, it's longer time between shots. But. Um, you know, I, I'm comfortable with both. They're both fun. You know, they're both very usable uh, to me. 
um, and, and, and all but interchangeable for the for the most part. You, you know where I'm right, where I, I've thus far been proven right, and we talked about this several times, for all those people out there that were like, I'm not buying Modern Warfare 3, blah, 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 because I got all the Modern Warfare 2 guns. Dude, the Modern Warfare 2 guns, I don't know, there might be one or two that are decent, but they're no. all, the rest are dog shit. Dude, they're I all took dog the shit. cast off. The 762 cast off into Warzone is fucking terrible. terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. And that was my favorite gun from the last Warzone. Like, mm -hmm. I, I started, so I posted that clip earlier from last year in December. So it was during the holidays. So that was right after Warzone came out. I was running the cast off then. Yep. And it was my favorite gun throughout the life of, of Warzone 2. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and then when it became meta, I, you know, I was using it in that, whatever that configuration was too. But like, dude, I took it into, into, into this war zone, like a few days ago. No, not viable, dude. <laughs> well, and, you know, and that good. proves my point yeah. that they were, they were never going to, they're going to allow you to bring weapons over, but they're going to make the modern warfare three guns better. better. They're just going to. And into that, you know, I've picked up the RPK, um, as ground loot because it's, you know, that are my fists more often than not. And, uh, and at this point I'll take my fist over that thing because I've gone toe to toe with, with, you know, guns and I'll get the first shot on their backs and they can still turn and gun me with a modern warfare three gun. And that gun is so bad, which it should be because we've, we've used it enough, but, yeah. um, but yeah, you know, I think the, you know, like I was saying, there's, you know, the low skill meta, right? Like the, um, the LMGs, some of the battle rifles, right? Um, there's there's a couple of guns out there that are viable. Um, but you look at how efficient the high skill guns are, and especially when they're going to be in the hands of a high skilled player, like it just it it makes the it's it almost creates an artificial skill skill gap, right? Where it's like it's not about you're, you know, where your skill level plus the gun you're using creates an almost insurmountable um, gap, and it and and there's nothing that the other player could do, right, to to counteract the fact that the MTZ can still like th you know four shot somebody, despite the fact that you're getting hit with an LMG, right? And I think I think that sort of conundrum is something that this this single fire meta uh exploits in a lot of ways which means I'm I think I'm going to have to go and run the SVA for a while for probably another week or so until they they get around to putting a balancing pass out um because I don't like the MTZ as much the uh the intervention the the instigator right. whatever it's called it's I don't, the I don't, interceptor Interceptor. I don't love it. It's not my favorite. I don't choose to run it. But um, but the FSVA I kind of enjoy. Um, close range, I have found one that's a lot of fun to use in the firing range. And in, in some instances, I don't know if I'm going to run it outside of Rebirth style games. But the Core 45 with the conversion kit. Have you played with that yet? I haven't. I don't even know if I have that conversion kit. I probably do, but... Converts it to a little carbine, right? They had that, that in the beta, didn't they? 
Mm, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Converts it to a, co- a, a carbine that's got a... Uh, <laughs> not, a lot of people aren't going to know this term, but it's got a uh, um, uh, FRT trigger on it. Do you know what that is? No. FRT, forced reset trigger. So in, um, in in a real gun, right, you pull the trigger and it fires the gun. And then when you let it go, it resets, right? Well, on an FRT trigger, you pull the trigger once and it fires the gun, but then it forces the sear to reset. And so when you release the trigger, it fires again. Oh, so if you're like... So if you so spam it... So you get two it, rounds for the price of one, basically. Mm-hmm. And so as a single-fire gun, right, usually it's like every pull of the trigger, like click, 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 click. In the in, in that gun, it's click, 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 and you can, and you can quickly get it up to, to a, a, an automatic rate of fire. But the time to kill is very, 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 very fast. They'll nerf that shit here before long watch. No one's using it. I've seen a couple. I don't know if it was you or somebody else on Twitter actually post something about it. Mm-hmm. I think most people, they get very confused by it because you pull the trigger down and, and it doesn't fire. Like most people get confused by it that I've, I've seen run it. And, and here's the other thing. And this is a controller issue. And this might segue into our next topic, our final topic. One of our final topics is aim assist when it's active, right? Like when you're firing, holds better than when it like like it, it behaves different. And so if you're, um, if you're bursting, it can affect aim assist and how the aim assist reacts to your, um, to your aim, right? So, yep. I think it's not going to catch on nearly as much as say the swarm or some of these other ones where you can just hold it down and, um, and not have to mess around with firing and stop. Cause you're, you're basically firing and stopping and firing and stopping and firing and stopping. And that, and, and, and I believe that affects how the aim assist will track, right? Like when you're not shooting, it doesn't track as hard as when you do shoot. So I think for a lot of people, it's, it's not going to jump on there, but it, you know, it, as long as we're going to get into the mode of burst firing everything, it might be worth trying. Well, you know, obviously I had a lot of discussions regarding aim assist last week. Um, and I'll go ahead and just spell this out right now. If you were playing on controller and you're having to compete against mouse and key players, you are at a disadvantage at medium range and long range weapon engagements. Yes or no? Absolutely. Okay. So they have those two advantages there. Who has the advantage shoot just strictly shooting wise up close? Just strictly shooting? Yep. It's it it tends to go to controller. Yeah. So it's the controller. Okay, now let's factor in People discount how you can move on mouse and key. Oh yeah. Now you start factoring in the movement, and I, you know, I've seen people on mouse and key that can move way better than people that are on uh, controller. 
You know, mm-hmm. the movement's not just a controller thing. So you and I've had this conversation several times and you made a really valid point. Say you take away or you drastically nerf aim assist, right? Yep. A controller player's never going to win another gunfight up against a mouse and key player. Nope. You know, and we have some people that we know that are like, we just want it to be fair, blah, blah, blah. And they're literally focusing on the one disadvantage that they might have mm-hmm. while ignoring the other two advantages that they have because they want to try to say, well, you get aim assist in those two. No, it doesn't. Yes, you get aim assist, but it's not the same. It's yep. not the same as far as from an advantage standpoint. You're going to be able to mouse click, point and shoot way faster before I can even activate my aim assist, which brings me to my next point. A large portion of this population has less than a 1KD. And you know what that tells me? That tells me that that aim assist is not as big of the boogeyman as what everybody wants to make it out to be. Because having less than a 1KD infers that you're losing more gunfights than you're winning, no? Correct. Okay, well, yeah, could it be tweaked a little bit? Sure it could. But you can't take it away. And I don't believe for a second that a lot of these mouse and keyboard players would be okay with just a nerf. I think they want it gone. Because they already call controller players shitters, low-skill shitters (laughs) anyway. And they want to just shit on people. So, and it's like you said about the SBMM thing, you know, with the sweats, right? Say you turn it off. They're not going to turn it off when they get Mm -hmm. into a lobby. They're going to push harder. So, you know what I mean? Like, that's just yeah. the way That's just the way I see it. And, you know, I, I guess I upset several people last <laughs> week. And, you know, at the end of the day, it is what it is. I still stand by what I tweeted. And I believe it 100%. And the thing about it is, is I get aim assist is a thing, but they're just failing to, to recognize why it's a thing and why you have yeah. to have it. Well, and I think... Part of the problem, too, is that, and I'm going to put some of this on the devs and how they've um, balanced the the metas, they've balanced the guns in the game. And I'm going to put a lot of this on how uh, how talented players want to grow and build their audience, i.e. how they want to be, you know, how, how they want to play so that they um, are engaging on stream and in their, in their footage. Um, I think that if you scroll back and you go back and you look at some of the very first streams and videos from Warzone 1 back in 20, you know, March, April, 2020, um, you know, June, July, like those months, you didn't have the movement, even though it was available at the time, you didn't have the movement that we had by the middle of Cold War. Okay. And, and yeah, it it hadn't been, in a lot of ways, it hadn't been discovered yet. And it hadn't, nobody had figured out how to, how to use slide canceling as part of the aggressiveness, right? And uh, of, of the, of the moment to moment gunfights. And I think what we are trying to deal with is how to balance the, how, how to balance the game so that there's something that mouse and key can excel at and something that um, controllers can excel at 
And those two things can have a balance. So if you think about early days, like the, you know, some of the earliest metas that mouse key players loved was the HDR. Um, they loved the MP5, which, you know, the, the Modern Warfare MP5 was not the most mobile gun, uh, but it was very consistent. It was easy to use and it was, um, and, and, it, and it had a very good um, strafe on it, which, you know, is, is, a, is a huge key for mouse, mouse and key players. Um, it's just, it's one of those things where there's a lot of, um, there, there's a lot of emphasis now put onto mobility, onto movement, onto, um, you know, the playing aggressive at close ranges. And I think because that's what sells on TikTok, that's what catches views. That's what gets people excited. And I think when you really break down what, you know, what the top players want to do is they want to be. Um, you know, they want to be visible. They want to be seen. They want to be able to play aggressive on, um, on a lot of these, uh, you know, in a lot of these, these engagements that they can clip and then, you know, put on TikTok and put on Twitter and, and, and get a lot of, uh, a claim for, which, you know, I don't blame them. Like, you know, I do the same thing. I know you do, you know, not to the same degree that everybody, you know, some of the top players will. But I think if you were to tell, you know, Huskers, you were to tell some of these top mouse and key players that, hey, you know, the the way to play is to actually sit back 30, 40 meters and just beam them and negate their movement and negate their, you know, all the advantages that a controller player has, they're not going to be very happy about it. No, I don't, I don't think, I don't think so either. And, you know, to me, like you said, when you were talking about the balance thing, there's just a fucking trade off, man. Yep. I mean, there just legitimately is. I choose to play controller right now. I'm switching to mouse and key, by the way. And I, I'm still not going to. I promise you I will not change my opinion on, on why aim assist should stay the way it is or stay in the game. Which, by the way, before I get into my point, I, I'd like to point out, too, this aim assist that we currently have right now is not as sticky as Modern Warfare 2 aim assist. It is not. Mm -mm. It's a noticeable difference. But, you know, there, there are trade-offs for choosing the input that you're playing on. And, I, you know, if you want to play mouse and key, cool, man. Like, I see why you would. And it's, it is a high-skill input. It's very challenging to learn. I get it, right? And controller, you could just pick up and at some point, after not a whole, it, it won't take as long to, to learn how to play it. But what people are not understanding is mouse and key makes up I would guarantee it's probably single digit number of the player base percentage of the player base. Mm -hmm. The majority of this player base is based around controller, whether that be on PC or console, you know, so, you know, they're not going to take, it's not going away. It's aim assist yeah. is not going to go away, you know? Yep. And so that's why I think the argument is just kind of pointless and it's frustrating to me that they take these videos and they slow shit down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like to make it look a lot more dramatic than it, than it really is. And like FIFA today, um, you know, Asylum posted the video. I'd already seen it, but he's using aim assist to track through the wall. Did you see that? I haven't. No, I haven't been on you know, yet. it will sometimes, it'll sometimes do that. Right. Like, yeah. it'll, 
It'll yep. sometimes do that. But I'll also contend that FIFA is a very high-skilled player. He knows how to use aim assist. A lot of us don't. I even don't know how to use it properly, dude. Otherwise, I wouldn't have nights like last night where I'm getting just absolute shit on. You know, so yeah. that's why I don't think that aim assist is as big a problem as they're making it. And I feel like there's a certain amount of just being over dramatic about it, in my opinion. Well, I mean, aim assist is one of those things where if you're in the top 1%, then you're able to, pro then you in the state of the game right now, the way that it's played, you are going to probably beat mouse and key most of the time. Um, because you're very attuned to how to, you know, to how to use it and how to avoid fighting against it. Um, but you know, like you pointed out earlier, most of the most of the game, most of the population of the game is under one KD. They're not winning their fights because of aim assist. They're winning it because they fight somebody who's actually worse than they are. And I think that this notion that you know the that a player can just sit there and use aim assist to win gunfights is kind of ridiculous. I think most people. Most people don't have a mastery of how to set their system up so that they can actually take take full of, full advantage of it. And it and for I'd say eighty plus percent of the player base, it does exactly what it's supposed to do. Is it just compensates for an imperfect, imprecise aiming device that they're using? That's what it does, and it does that job very well. And it and it and it lets them, yeah, you know, lets most people. In, you know, find some way to enjoy the game. I think if you take it out, it'll be like other games like Far Cry, for example, which doesn't have a big aim assist um, in it. And it's, you know, it's kind of annoying to play, right? Like, you have it's a lot of stand, point, and shoot, which is fine. But, you know, if you were to put that side of aim assist into Call of Duty, it would be miserable for most people. And this game too. Let's let's be real here. Also, this game has the lowest skill ceiling of any of the first-person shooters on the market. The majority of the audience are not considered high-skilled players. You know, yeah. we're and slightly above average. You know. <laughs> yep. But you know, so so yeah, the aim assist is needed, and you know, this really wasn't that big of an issue until Crossplat came. Um, yeah. You know, and. I don't know. I mean, I liked your idea on um, almost like the skill-based aim assist, but I can see where people would complain about that because it's mm -hmm. almost like anything skill-based that might hamper you kind of sucks to people. And and I'll tell you, after last night, the skill-based matchmaking, like, I mean, I, I never liked it anyway, but it, I got absolutely rinsed last night, dude. Yeah, it, it was fucking terrible. You, me, and everybody else I know, to be honest. But... I I mean here's the thing like I don't I don't agree with anything that changes that that becomes inconsistent over time or or by skill right like the way that you play on day 1 like the way the game works on day 1 you know at level 1 at level 50 at level 100 level 1 million whatever it is I think it should be a consistent it should be completely consistent all the way through so um and and, and you know, you could make that argument for the for the the way the games are structured, like the the, the lobbies are built. I mean, there's a, there's so much to unpack on that. We'd have to do an entire episode on it, I think. But this, but the notion at the end of the day that like a higher skilled player should be should have to learn a different system than a lower skilled player, I think isn't 
isn't the way to go. So, I mean, I posted that and in my mind, it was, it was a tongue in cheek kind of like, you know, kind of poking the bear on purpose to just to get to people to think about how, like how their argument looks if you were to put it into practice. But I don't believe that that's the right choice, right? It sh the game shouldn't function differently at a high KD versus a low KD. Those mechanics just shouldn't exist. And I know a lot of people disagree. They say that they already do. They say, oh, there's skill-based bullet registration or skill-based engagement, right? Whatever. There's not. You know, look, it's been tested and tried, and we keep saying it. And everyone who has ever actually attempted to prove it has failed. Um, but, you know, but if you wanted to really get into the argument of where where aim assist is a problem, it's in the top 2 to 5% of the player population. So if you really want to make mouse and keyboard competitive... You're going to make the place to do it is at the top end of the game. And the way to do that is to nerf aim assist for really good players. But I don't think that's a good decision anyways. Like that's just going to keep, you know, that's going to, that's going to have such a negative impact with, you know, with good players that they're, you know, the good players will move to a different, different game where it doesn't do that. Right. Because it's such a drastic change from, everybody else yeah I, you know e even though you said it's probably the wrong thing to do out of all of the quote solutions that i've seen it's the one that actually makes the most sense to me whether it's whether you can execute that or should execute that is a whole different thing but it, it does actually make sense to me to do it that way but the other thing too i'd like to point out these dudes act like I can sit here and you and I can go on to shipment and I can set my controller down and you can run and I'm going to continuously track you regardless. My, my reticule will track you no matter where you go in the 360 degrees. That mm -hmm. No one has come out and actually said that, but that's the way they act about it. Like, yeah, there's yeah. a slight drag. I put a clip out today, actually, um... It was, I did a TikTok first and then shared it. I got like a six or seven, maybe eight piece in multiplayer. You can actually see while I'm in this engagement, my reticle going from right to left. Like, like you know what I'm saying? It's not locking on is my point. Like yeah. while I'm shooting somebody, it's not locking on. And it's, I wasn't thinking about that in terms of doing it. It was just something I noticed after I watched the clip a few times. I'm like, cause I have a tendency too to like my shot goes left and right. A lot of times, like I get happy thumbs if, if, if you think about it. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I said, it's not like I can set my controller down you run across shipment and I'm going to track you the entire way. Yeah. And it, and the tracking aspects of it. I mean, there are some aspects of the tracking that I think are, that I think were were tuned up in Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone 2 that I think could be tuned down and have been uh, in a lot of ways. But when you look at how aim assist has worked in Call of Duty since it existed in 2005, is I think the first time they inserted aim assist um, into the game, which is also the first time they brought it to console. Um, 
is that it's always tracked left and right, and it's also always um, reverse direction, right? So, like if you if you were if you were moving your reticle left to right, and somebody runs right to left across you, it will pick that person up and then change direction and give you the opportunity to switch directions on your thumbstick to keep up with them. Now, if you don't do anything, they will run through that aim assist, right? If you keep pulling left, it'll just pull for a second, you know, split second and then, and then release and you'll continue back on your, you know, right to left movement. But, um, but if you recognize that and you transition your thumbstick, it'll, it'll carry on and you can, and you can track that person properly. The, and I think for a lot of mouse and key players, that's a problem that they have identified as being an advan a distinct advantage, especially at close range. Like this is kind of the crux of, from what I gather, the actual argument that they make. And, and they say, well, there should be a delay, right? Like it shouldn't reverse for a, 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 an amount of time. It should, you know, because on mouse and key, right? If you're tracking left to right and someone, it, it takes... 100 milliseconds, 150 milliseconds or so for the human brain to let you switch directions. The problem is that they're not understanding either unintentionally or willfully, I don't, you know, take your pick, is that, yes, that a human reaction time to switch directions does exist. And so for a mouse and key player to swap, swap directions and track somebody um, it, it it's going to lag a, a really good player. It'll be about 150 milliseconds, right? Of they're going to lose tracking on that person and have to pick it back up and catch it, which you can do on mouse and key because you can variably speed and adjust your, your mouse speed by how fast you move it. You can't do that on controller. And here's where it matters on controller. If you want to switch directions, you have to go from an extreme on one side then you have to bring it back to zero to center and your character aim your, your crosser has to slow down based on your aim curve back to zero and then reaccelerate in the opposite direction. And so even though the reaction for both players is going to be the same, the physical ability to transition from moving to one direction to the other on controller is slower significantly than it is on mouse and key. And that's what the tracking, the aim assist is doing. It is correcting the inability to switch directions quickly and reacquire a target. Now, some players at close ranges have noticed that you can actually take advantage of that and you can and switch directions and stay on target and stay with somebody easier and slightly faster than you can on mouse and key which is fair that's a fair argument it's a fair complaint right but the fact the fact of the matter is that 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 it's a balancing issue in the game not in the controller not in the in the input device because there's because you're taking guns that are that are adapted for controller players and, and a gameplay style adapted for controller players and you're trying to replicate that on mouse and key and compete with them right and that's not where mouse and key has a strong point and that's a failure at, at, at the higher you know at, at the fundamental game development level 
to not recognize that and not create a, a, a gameplay style where the tracking through the entire engagement isn't the most important part, right? Which is which is mouse and key's weak point, right? So the car 98 was actually a mouse and keyboard, like a brilliant thing for them to have, or, you know, shotguns are a brilliant thing for mouse and keyboard to have, right? These, these different, you know, these different gun styles that when they are balanced properly, um, really allow mouse and keyboard to compete in these, in the sweet spot of controller players. And we don't have that very well. Like there isn't a great balance point there. And I think that's ultimately the issue is that the game isn't balanced in its guns and it doesn't have that, um, that nod to the mouse and key community that, um, that it does to the controller community in the way that people want to play the game right now. Yeah. And well, and the other thing too, you know, you talk about the tracking and the movement. So, you know, you know, I've discussed this several times, you know, I warm up against the bots, right? Mm -hmm. And, I have it on mix, you know, mixed skill levels for the bots. And I'll tell you, since I think about season three or four from uh, the last one, the bots have been sweaty as hell. So now what they'll <laughs> do is when you start shooting or you go to get into an engagement with them, a lot of times they'll do little slight strafes back and forth, you know, Which is a like mouse and not key big thing. movements, but just small ones. Yep. Dude, it's hard as fuck to track that. Yep. Even with aim assist, it's hard to fucking track it. Yep. I lose those fights more times than not, even against the bots. Well, and that's the thing. You right? know, the aim I, it, maybe that just comes down to me not knowing how to properly, you know, being able to properly, you know, use the aim assist, right? No, like, no, 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 no. Like, no. That's, it's that's these a, little quick. Yeah, but that's a difference between mouse and key and controller. Controller is smooth. It's a smooth movement, right? Because you, yeah. you literally have to take your controller. I mean, you can hear... Like yeah. that movement, right? That that back and forth on the thumbstick, right? That's how you move back and forth. And what you know, especially starting Modern Warfare Two, but it, it, in previous games as well, um, there's like a lean, right? Like it's pronounced in Modern Warfare Two and in, and in this game, right? Your character like leans at the hip, left and right. Before mm -hmm. it just sidestepped, like the whole the whole model just sidestepped left and right. So when you were playing mouse and key, and I said it before, I played mouse and key all through Cold War. Is when when you tap. AD, right? When you're just side, you know, sides doing that little sidestep, what it's doing is it's moving your hitboxes left and right. Like the head in particular would move completely out of center, right? So you actually couldn't hit it at a stop point. You had to hit it in transition, which is much harder to do than you would think. Uh, but it also is moving your hitboxes, right? But because your character model itself isn't actually leaving kind of a set space, it's not sending your aim assist anywhere, right? You're not pulling back and forth. Um, right. And that is one of those things that, as a mouse key player, is a huge advantage because you can adjust what I can shoot, right? Like, my aim assist will go right to the center of where you're bouncing back and forth like a little tiny ping pong ball. But in that space... There are arms. There is empty space where the head is sometimes, um, you know, the, the the chest is sometimes there. So, like, there are, there's a huge way to move. 
and zombies in, the, in particular is notorious for this. Um, if you've played zombies mode at all, where the aim assist isn't going to track, isn't going to pick up those little tiny movements back and forth. They pick up the big movements where the actual entire character model leaves the space and, and, and transitions from one point to the other. So the little back and forth that you get with mouse and key in particular is not, um, it, it is, it's not something aim assist is going to beat. And it's a huge, it's one of those huge advantages that mouse and key has always had. So like sniping, for example, is you could straight, you know, you could tap strafe left and right, left and right, left and right, and keep your center point on target. And so somebody shooting back at me, right, is going to miss more often than I'm not if they're just sitting there on a controller. And you're, you're, you know, they've, pro, they've put that movement into the bots. They're in zombies, the way the zombies lurch around. Their head's always like going like this. The aim assist won't move with the head. It'll just stay where the head is supposed to be, right? But the hitbox is not there. So trying to do like critical kills on zombies is, is maddening with certain guns. Right. The head is just like, blah, 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 blah. it's all over the place. So, you know, huge advantages to mouse and key that controller doesn't have and doesn't have the ability to take advantage of. Right. Well, it'll be interesting when I swap over to mouse and key here in a few um, a few weeks once my space gets redone, which we are yep. doing that. Um, you know, we've talked about that. So, you know, I, I'm anxious to learn it. It's it's a bucket list thing for me that I want to learn. Um, you know, again, I recognize mm-hmm. there's going to be trade offs with it. So, you know, in in being consistent, I won't be bitching about a lot of this shit that some of these <laughs> other people are. Um, you know, just because it's my choice to play that, um, to play or not play with that particular input. Um, yep. You know, I mean, it just sucks, but that's just the reality of it. And, you know, like you said, Call of Duty is, is it's built around controller. It just is, you know? Yep. Um, it wasn't invented for controller. Yes, we all know the first Call of Duties came out on PC before controllers were a thing. We get it. But the reality of it is right now it is sold primarily to controller players. The yeah. end. The end. And uh, speaking of the end, we uh, we're running running about out of time. Yeah. So, um, uh, but I will leave you with a little bit of mono of uh, of Call of Duty history. Um, Charlie Intel, who got um, who got community noted, <laughs> I saw that for uh, for that argument um, uh, where, where he said uh, it was it was it was made for controller or whatever. They pointed out that it was no, it was made for engage and it was for uh, for PC Call of Duty One. Um, and therefore, it's a mouse and keyboard input device. And that's not true, actually. And that community note got taken down because it was actually incorrect. Because it released uh, on PC, but it also released on Engage, which was a cell phone back in the early 2000s. It was a terrible cell phone. It was an even worse game controller because it was designed to be, it looked like a Game Boy Advance. It was designed to be a, a right. cell phone game, you know, the first hybrid, one of the first hybrids. Um, and it was terrible at both things. Um, but one thing that it wasn't terrible at was running Call of Duty. Um, actually, I lie. It was terrible at that, too. But could not use mouse and key on Engage. Therefore, it was uh, Call of Duty was not an exclusive mouse and keyboard device. It was actually a mouse and keyboard and mobile game before it was ever on controller. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm going to leave you with that. And with that, I'm going to sign us out. 
Uh, with me, as always, J007 TV, uh, found on Twitch, twitch.com slash J007 TV. I am Sub1KD, found on Kick and Twitch now, um, slash Sub1KD on both platforms. Uh, we're both on Twitter under our respective names. It has uh, been a pleasure with you. Welcome to 2024. We uh, we got a lot coming down the pipe, and uh, we're excited to share it with you. So keep a lookout. Hit that like and subscribe button, and we'll catch you on the next This has been Sub One Kitty, along with J007TV and the Slightly Above Average Gaming Podcast. We're logging off now, so we'll see you next time.